0: Welcome to Mental Health Film Comment. This is Brian here with you. The 1999 film, Girl Interrupted, is about a writer, uh, Susanna Kaysen, played by Winona Ryder, based on a true story, who was institutionalized following a suicide attempt. Uh, Joining us today is Anne Feustel, author of our favorite movies, how films affect our mental health. Um, and thank you for uh, being here today. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Um, I did want to mention a couple of resources up front uh, as I do every episode. There are a couple of different crisis text lines available. Uh, If you you are not in a good place right now and and need to reach out, uh, definitely write these numbers down in the US. You can text HOME, H-O-M-E, 741, 741. In the UK, you can text SHOUT, S-H-O-U-T, to 85258. Depending on where you are in the world, there are, I believe there are um, quite a few others, so so check your local listings, as they say. Um, And thank you for uh, being here today. I, I appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much. I'm I'm very excited to be on on your program today. I'm just, I'm very excited. <laughs>
0: well, I'm I'm happy to have you on on the show. The um, No Girl Interrupted is a movie that honestly it's it's a better movie than most people remember it being. It really is. It, Definitely. It, now, it, it's, which I mentioned because you say Girl Interrupted and what are most people going to think of? They're going to think of Angelina Jolie and her, mm-hmm. her, so that's what most people are going to think of, uh, deservedly or, or not deservedly. It's sort of, that's sort of like, the, she's a poster child, even though her face is not on, it's a writer who's on the um, movie poster, but she's ki- she's kind of been, you know, relegated to, Almost like second fiddle in a way.
1: That's true. And, That's true.
0: And but but not not to get our, to get too ahead of ourselves. Uh, if I could just back up, um, what um, what um, prompted your, your 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 journey into the you know wild and wonderful world of um, mental health and 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 whatnot?
1: Um, well, I've been dealing with mental health issues since I was a child. Um, I depression and anxiety, uh, for a very long time. It's something that's been part of my life, almost all of my life. And I decided that I was going to, you know, I was going to get help and that I was going to find ways to, to be my best self and, and take care of myself and all that good stuff. You know, I have bipolar disorder and generalized anxiety disorder, and it's just something that's a big part of who I am. It's important to me. And so that's how I got on my journey was, was, you know, dealing with these issues of mine and, and working through them and finding the gifts and having mental health issues.
0: Do you feel like? how, how, how are, how are you feeling t- today?
1: I'm feeling pretty good today. Um, you know, it, it's been a hard time in general since, a whole quarantine happened. I think for pretty much everybody, it, there's some difficult aspects to this quarantine. Um, but I do my best to do my therapy, uh, individual and group therapy, um, and just, you know, do all my good coping skills and watch a bunch of movies because cool. movies, <laughs> cool. they're, they're... watching movies is a form of therapy.
0: It, it is, and, and, that, and I'm very happy to hear that, um, because I obviously agree. And I am so much so that I have, not only do I still have a VCR, um, I still have tons and tons of VHS tapes that, are, that I've never watched. I have stacks of Blu-rays that I've never watched. I don't know when I'll get around to them, because I, accordingly, uh, have a DVR, which is 80 percent, at least 80 percent, full of movies that
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't
0: know when I'll have time to, to to watch. Many of them are not really pertinent or applicable to uh, you know discussions of mental illness or whatnot. So pro- some of them I probably won't mention on on the podcast simply for that reason, uh, but others are, and. I, I was honestly very happy to hear about your, your your book because the 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 relation between film and mental health issues is at the root of this podcast. And what what, what was there a um, what 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 prompted you to um pursue the interest further to the extent that 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 you've done
1: well what prompted me was that um i've always used watching movies as a form of therapy even when i didn't know it so even as a kid it was a way for me to you know get out of my head it was a way for me to laugh or cry when i needed to when maybe i couldn't you know when i wasn't watching a movie yeah um and you know i it's just something that's always been there for me Mm -hmm. and the reason why i named my book our favorite movies is because i most of the movies in my book are ones that i watched as a kid with my sister over and over and over again yeah you know the princess bride when harry met sally tommy boy yeah little women you know those kinds of movies so it was really watching those movies and then realizing it as an adult exactly what movies mean to me and that's sort of how I decided to talk about um movies as a form of therapy as something called cinema therapy
0: Cool, cool and and that is a book that uh, that i I'm, I'm familiar with and that um, and I believe um, many people listening may have heard of that book as well. But that is something that definitely is a book that that that, that planted that 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 seed, um, and and still is 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 going to this day. Because one of the things that I've heard and still do to this day, and it's often from from well-meaning people. I'm not you know knocking it, not, not criticizing the message, but one of the things I hear. Constantly is, oh how horrible movies are for mm-hmm. mental health, uh, particularly with horror movies, particularly with horror movies, the, and and many horror movies. And I just want to say, this girl interrupted. Is not a horror movie. So this is just a, a very brief uh, detour. Horror movies in general have not been that negative or stereotypical for a very long time probably not till since like, you know, the 80s or whatever. I mean, the more recent horror movies, there's no negative stereotypes about, you know, the escaped you know what from the escaped you know where. That's right. just that's just not a, a, an accurate assessment of horror movies. So whenever I hear, whenever I see these articles about, oh, it's Halloween time again, you know, be, be careful. You know, I just, I just want to scream because what movies are these people seeing where you still have the escaped, you know, what, from, from, you know, where being the major plot line? I just, where are they, where are they finding these movies?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, I do think maybe there are a few exceptions like Shutter Island might be yeah. one.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and, you know, there's, there's a few shows like american horror story that can have some of that but i would say like 99.9 percent i would agree with you but yeah. you're always gonna have a handful of you know just you know movies that are disturbing and and they you know escape you know what from you know where.
0: yeah yeah and and and, um and i just want to um and i'm so and i asked you something before we started recording which was your thoughts i i'm not going to give the name of the movie because i don't want to um kind of like Voldemort and you know harry potter i'm not going to mention the name uh those of those of you who know your your movie trivia particularly academy award movie trivia uh will know it is one of the movies that won the the best picture director actor and actress which by process of elimination if it's not capra's it's happened one night and if it's not a sound of the lambs uh, that's what i would be referring to and i'm very happy to learn that you are not a fan of that particular movie either
1: no i am not i am not (laughs) a fan of that movie i'm very sad that so many people think that's what people who have mental health issues are like. I think that's just it makes it seriously makes me sad.
0: Yeah, there was, and this is being recorded at the tail end of two thousand and twenty. Um, so hopefully in January when when you're hearing this, there there was a certain Netflix show that I'm not I'm not going uh, oh, to mention pertaining to that, which thankfully will be in the rearview mirror. let's hope um and and i I mention that because there is a tiny bit of that in girl interrupted and i say a tiny bit because Mm, mm -hmm. and and i'm referring to angelina Jolie's character yeah Um, i say a tiny bit because unlike where the movie could have gone i can see why that would be a source of criticism for the movie but it really does the movie really does not emphasize her being the main character it doesn't emphasize it being her story
1: Mm -hmm. I, I I you know I never really thought of it that way Brian but I I think I see I see what you're talking about there is some of that sort of um unrealness to it a little bit of a stereotyping to it But, you know, I think that what balances that out is Angelina is just, Angelina Jolie is just so amazing in it. Definitely. You bring so much humanity to the role, but I can see the writing of it is a little bit problematic.
0: Yeah. And and it's not done in an exploitative manner as it could have been done with a different story or with, with different actors. One problem that I to this day have have a problem with, as a particular girl interrupted, and I don't know if anybody will ever change my my opinion of this, but Brittany Murphy, one of the greatest of the 90s or any um, era, Mm -hmm. is only in the movie for like three or four scenes. And oh, I'm yeah. just banging my head against the wall, going, "What the, you know, what the bleep is she doing in only three or four scenes and such a a, a key character? I, I don't know how how key character she is in in the book, but definitely a key character in the movie. And they give her like three scenes, basically. It's
1: yeah." <laughs> Underutilized, underutilized. Yeah. She's amazing. She is. She was an amazing actress, um, you know, Clueless. She was perfect in Clueless. So that is, I, yeah. And what a character too. I mean, that's just an indelible character that she played.
0: Definitely. Um, now, one of the things that I definitely liked about Girl Interrupted is, it. coincidentally enough, features two of my all-time favorite songs on, on the soundtrack, namely oh, what uh, Downtown by Patila Clark, which yes. is uh, plays a pivotal role in one of the scenes. And The Time Has Come Today by the Chamber Brothers, which I first heard uh, via Joan Jett covered it, uh, which is, I think, how, how he heard it originally. And I, I don't think Joan Jett did the whole nine minute or whatever how long it is because it's a long song in the original version. Uh, I think Joan Judd version is maybe like three minutes you know average length but that's another one of my favorite songs of all time and both <laughs> of them are in this movie so that's like icing on, on the on the top of the cake to hear two of my favorite songs in this movie.
1: I'm a big fan of downtown yeah that's that's a beautiful song and so is. I had been a fan because I, you know, I first watched this movie when it came out. So I was 18 when it came out. And I remember that when I heard it in the movie, I had already I knew that song from from listening to all stations and whatnot. So that's how I had known that song before. And I was very excited to hear it in the movie. And it's just gorgeous in the movie. That That scene is just, oh. of my favorite scenes it's very powerful
0: it is and i Um, i I had never heard it done acoustic before like as it was in this movie i don't i don't know mm -hmm. i honestly don't know if it was scripted or if it was if they just maybe left the song open in the script and they and winona could have done whatever song she wanted maybe she went with that i don't know you know maybe they had to clear licensing issues probably maybe had to do that but you're right it is one of the most poignant scenes did i say that word correctly poignant or however you say that word
1: oh now (laughs) now um, my brain's like (laughs) have i been saying that word
0: correctly yeah it's one of the words where where you see it in (laughs) writing and then you say it out loud it's like did i say that word correctly (laughs) but it's one of whatever that word is it's one of the most you know touching scenes in the movie easily
1: exactly Exactly. And that Elizabeth Moss, I mean, she's fantastic, you know, amazing, you know, Handmaid's Tale, mm-hmm. West Wing, a million different movies. Us, speaking of horror movies, she was in the horror movie Us, which I thought was... Oh,
0: that, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. And probably with good reason, but that's... I'll, I'll bite my tongue. I, I will bite my tongue about that. <laughs> um, the... Um, but yeah, there is, um, and one of the things that I really liked about uh, Girl Interrupted, and I want to be careful not to have this be a movie-specific podcast, and if it does turn out to be that way, you know, we got all bases covered. So that, that's a, go. I've, I've got executive decision if if it does get the way. But uh, <laughs> one of the things that I that I really found noticeable though is, with only a few exceptions. Namely, with you know, with the TV on or, or the radio on, you really can't tell that it's set in the 1960s. It really there's nothing that's overtly time specific that you're looking mm-hmm. at it and going, okay, well, except for maybe a, new, a news flash on on the TV. There's nothing other than that that really puts you in that that time period.
1: That's true. It, it has a timeless quality to it. Exactly. I think that's why it's uh, stood up so well, you right. know.
0: And one of the, um, one of the things I like about this, um, the, the director, because um, I, I, I do want to mention uh, um, the, the director, uh, James Mangold. Um, he is someone who, I see enough movies, probably way too many movies that I, that I make a distinction of mainstream Hollywood studio directors, mm-hmm. uh, which he didn't used to be, but he is now. He is one of my favorite mainstream Hollywood studio directors because he has a very distinct trademark in all of his movies, this being a perfect example, which is he, he has radio he features radio in every single one of his movies huh. in uh, heavy, which was, I think his first movie, there's a scene with a radio In <laughs> girl interrupted. There's a scene with, with radio, you know, the car radio and the, with the taxi and and I think other places. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he directed a movie a couple of years ago with uh, Matt Damon and uh, Christian Bale, the, the Ford versus Ferrari. A scene where Christian Bale's listening to a car race on a radio. Who the hell listens to a car race on a radio? <laughs> remember. So that if you're ever watching a movie and you see a radio in the scene, 99% it's a James Mangold movie.
1: Wow, I wonder what it is.
0: I don't. I don't know. And he, he he and he's scheduled to direct the next Indiana Jones movie. I so didn't know there I, was
1: going to be another one. Is yeah. it a reboot or is it? Harrison I don't.
0: Ford? I don't know. It might be a, another sequel. Um, the Shia, L- L- whatever his name is, um, has not. He, he's been misbehaving, so I don't know if it will proceed because of him or if they're going to, you know, remove him from the cast. But um,
1: isn't that his mo though? Like he's always misbehaving.
0: Yeah yeah, um, but yeah, and if, if and if this were a movie podcast, you know we, we we'd we've um uh, delve into that a, a little more. But the emphasis though, is on um mental health. And um there is a, um, now the only thing time time specific as far as the movie goes, is that a lot of the treatment and recovery options that, are depicted in, in the film are not mm-hmm. necessarily the most accurate, you could say, by twenty twenty one standards.
1: Yeah, I that was kind of thinking the, about that when you were talking about it, some of the the restraints and, and the various
0: yeah.
1: uh, treatments were not are not the you know, they're not the same as they are today, fortunately.
0: Definitely. And then the and then another difference is that I myself have been refused admittance because I couldn't get past triage triage looked at me, they said, Oh, no drugs or alcohol. You're not bad enough. Sorry, you can't come in. And so I I could not get admitted. This happened uh, twice in about I want to say a six month period. Both times, because I there was no alcohol or drug issue, they apparently prioritized that as higher up on the emergency scale, and so I was refused admittance to, you know, to be admitted, and yeah, that, that was not a that was not a good day.
1: <laughs> yeah, not a good couple of days. It's you know to me that's just sad that, you know, that you were turned away from something that I'm sure would have been very beneficial to you.
0: Definitely, definitely. Um, so, that, but that is one thing that um, I don't think I've ever seen in a movie. I don't think I've ever seen a character in a movie refused admittance, not counting documentaries, I've seen it obviously in documentaries about mental health, but in, in a fictional movie, Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen that in, in, in a movie where someone is refused admittance to to the hospital. Can, um, can you, can you think of one think where it was? They
1: weren't refused admittance, but I don't know, what was the, there was a movie with Zach Galifianakis. Oh, is um, that, it's,
0: it's kind of a funny story? Yeah, one, the
1: main uh, character, yeah, exactly. The main character eventually gets to be hospitalized, but I remember the, in the beginning at first, the, the doctor or psychiatrist I wasn't sure if it was an MD or psychiatrist who he was talking to in the beginning, mm-hmm. they were reluctant to have him come in. They weren't sure if he was, yeah. if, if, if they wanted to let him be hospitalized, they did. But that's the only instance. I mean, I think it sort of has to do with the story, right? Where yeah, a lot of yeah. times they, that the whole point of possibly going to the hospital is that's going to be the story of the movie. Mm-hmm um yeah. but short answer is no I, I don't remember any movie i've ever seen where somebody was refused to admit
0: yeah now and, and to its credit one of the things that i like about girl interrupted is as far as that admittance piece of the story is it is clearly um outlined in a couple scenes that even though she is was she a minor at the at the time? Because at at one point they say, "You're eighteen. You you can." Because there's there's one part where her her dad's friend was going to you know recommend her uh, treatment, and then when she's there, they say, "Oh, you're you're an adult now. You can sign yourself." So there was that was that part of it. Uh, I thought could have been clearer.
1: Yeah, no, she was definitely eighteen because she had graduated high school mm-hmm. and she was living Correct. on
0: her own
1: um, at the beginning of the movie. I believe she was living on her own at the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie. Yeah, um, I know the book. I've read the book. I'm I'm a huge fan of the book as well. Right. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, and then one of the other nice bonuses about the movie uh, to to kind of just contradict what I said about this not being a movie podcast <laughs> um, <laughs> is you've got for those who like that 70s show you've got Red Forbid the, the oh, dad yeah. play yeah. and I think it was also in RoboCop I, I believe he was um, in
1: RoboCop, you're
0: right. and the mom also I think she is in the movie because she's the one who confronts the the, the girls at the ice cream uh, parlor I think that's oh, the, the same. Was that I, her
1: or was it Mary Kay? Place
0: oh it might was that is that the is that the same actress or am I getting them confused? I
1: think you're getting them confused. I think okay. it was a different
0: actress. Okay. But at least red Foreman. He, you know Yeah, he definitely <laughs> he was, in was that. he was at that. So and then Jared Leto also. Mm-hmm. He was in this. And uh, and um there was uh, also I mean just you, you go you going on the list. It's um Clea Duvall. Um, Whoopi mm-hmm. Goldberg mm-hmm. it's like this, this movie like I said it, it's, it's a much better movie than people remember it being because if you, if you, yeah. if you take away the, the Angelina uh, Jolie factor it sort of gets better <laughs> you know if that makes <laughs> not, not to like knock Angelina Jolie but it's sort of if you remove that aspect of it it's still it still is held up really well
1: You know, it's one of those movies of the 90s that had, you know, almost everybody in it was a a known entity, right? Almost everybody in it um, was either well-known or fairly well-known, or would go on to be well-known. Yeah. There are very few people in that who we don't really know about um, today, and I think that's one of the things that I love about it is that everywhere you look there's there's a star and I'm a huge Whoopi Goldberg fan I mean to me she can do no wrong so as a as the main nurse in the movie I think she does a fantastic job especially compared to that other movie we were not
0: really talking about it yeah one um one of the movies that helped me when i was not feeling um too well was whoopi goldberg was in a a little movie i don't think many people saw it called karina karina
1: i love that um, movie that is an awesome movie. movie
0: i mean to this day to this day, and there's not too many movies where I sort of say I picked up a habit because of that movie. There's a scene in the movie where, where, where Ray Liotta, he's, he's a dad, and I forgot who plays the daughter, but they're at a, no, wait, it might've been Whoopi Goldberg who, who teaches the kid. They're at a stoplight and she she blows on the red light to make it turn green. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm thinking, how cool I is that? that part.
1: Oh, I have to rewatch that movie. I've seen that movie probably a good 10, 15 times. I mean. That is
0: an amazing movie. And I'm surprised that more people have not it. heard of it.
1: Uh, everybody should watch that movie. It's so sweet. And just Whoopi Goldberg is so perfect in it. Yeah. And I can, I just can't think of the name of the actress who played the, the young girl. Oh, I think it. that
0: was Tina Mar- Margarino or something. She was in Waterworld yeah. with uh, Kevin Costner. And, and,
1: yeah, and Napoleon Dynamite.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Also, um, now one thing I wanted to ask you is, do you think that? Um, and I made that distinction a, a little while ago about you know mainstream Hollywood movies and then non-mainstream, which is somewhat of a blurry line more than it used to be, but it still yeah. is. There is somewhat of a distinction, though, you know, to some extent. Do you think that the independent type movies are doing a better job at portraying mental health issues in a more neutral or positive light than is what's being depicted in a mainstream hollywood movie
1: yeah i would definitely say that the indie movies and the smaller hollywood movies do pretty well i mean and then i mean there there's the exceptions like Silver Linings Playbook, I think, was yeah. in something that you you had um, you had one of your episodes was on that, mm-hmm. which does have some drawbacks. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think um is a is a a very good film about mental health. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of other ones, and then, but, yeah, I think I think indie overall is is a better um. Uh, looks looks at the prism of mental health Mm -hmm. in a more realistic fashion than a big or even medium holiday uh, sorry big or medium uh, Hollywood movie might
0: yeah because one of the, the the most recent mainstream Hollywood movies to address you know mental illness at least as far as they were trying to claim they were was a certain comic book movie that got an R rating
1: uh, I'm not uh, with Rory
0: Phoenix, and I'm not going to mention the name <laughs> because I, I think I gave a clue. But I, that movie was garbage. It was absolute garbage, and I'm going to upset many people listening to this podcast. But I hated that movie. It was it was a, a, a horrendous movie.
1: I you know what I actually have not seen it because I refuse to put it into my brain. (laughs) I'm serious. I I don't want to. I don't want to have that movie in my brain. I've I've heard too much about what happens in the movie. Even though, you know, I I'm a fan of the people who made the movie. I'm I think that um, it's a great group of people. I would love to see Mark Maron in it, but you know, I'm a huge Mark Maron fan. But I just you know I decided. I You know, when I've um, been working on the book, one of the things I talk about is how the movies like that can really affect you negatively, mm-hmm. affect your mental yeah. health negatively. And I decided that there are certain movies I'm never going to watch. Mm-hmm.
0: True. Well, the, 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 the extreme cynic in me would say that you, you look at what was going on when that movie was being ready. to You had another school shooting or two, mm-hmm. or three, yeah. and so yeah. what that caused, what, what that prompted the studio to do is to take a step back and go, you know what, let's let's reframe it to be a movie about, you know, mental illness, and let's not talk about the school shootings that were going on, but let's have it be about, and that's that, that's the cynic in me, saying they reframed it to be about that, so they, they could dodge the other issues.
1: It's entirely possible. I, I don't know enough about the situation to say you know what what i think was happening but i don't know maybe someday i'll see it but uh, (laughs) yeah
0: and and i know that i'm going to upset some listeners who who liked it and felt that it was uh uh, you know inaccurate but i i just i thought it was garbage i really thought it was garbage and um yeah, and it's, I don't wanna say it's as bad as the, 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 the movie that won all the Academy Awards, but it's almost at that level, almost. It's, yeah, so I, um, now one thing I, one movie I did wanna ask you about, uh, which is, um, so, uh, uh, to say it's controversial would be an understatement, uh, but I, I'd, uh, I pre, there's an, an episode that'll be up, I'm not sure if it'll be before or after this one, um, mm-hmm. Robin Williams made a little movie with uh, Bobcat Goldthwait called "The World's Greatest Dad." I've not seen that one. Okay, that movie, uh, and I mentioned to, to the guest I was talking with about that movie. If it were a mainstream Hollywood movie, which it's not, oh my God, that movie you would you would you would be you know <laughs> looking to burn people at the stake for that movie because it oh, it no. takes a very um, a very cynical, negative, uh, sarcastic, sn- sn- uh, snippy, snarky attitude towards suicide. And the character, oh. this is pertaining to Robert Williams' son, who is uh, a foul-mouthed, uh, mind-in-the-gutter, uh, every other word starts with the letter F, uh, has no discernible <laughs> interests outside of porn and who knows what else. Who does not does not um, he he does not kill himself per se in, in in the context of losing a battle with depression, but he he engages in a um, SCX act with himself and circulation and fill in the blanks and where are
1: we going with this <laughs> and, and so and so what,
0: what so what the plot of the movie is his his dad the robin williams character he reframes it as being a suicide not the other thing but he he reframes his son's loss as being a suicide which it was not and then he proceeds to write a suicide note for his son Okay, and I remember seeing this movie, and I mean that's I mean that, how is that movie not controversial?
1: Yeah, <laughs> you see what true. I mean. <laughs> I think I think anything with Bobcat Goldthwait yeah. has to be controversial. I mean, yeah. it's like how many movies has he been in where there was nothing that it was yeah. just like a G-rated
0: yeah
1: <laughs> and a yeah. regular movie? Yeah,
0: but but I remember seeing that, and and I just don't you know how is this movie not more controversial than it is and to have robin williams be the main character who who we lost from actual suicide right um it's sort of like how is that movie like not like on a band not that i'm in favor of banding movies or anything like that but it's like mm-hmm. if, if i were that movie would be like top of the list <laughs> you know what i mean it's it's like yeah i don't know um but yeah that that is like I said so there is a um where where am I going with this um I'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of like thats one of the <laughs> occupational hazards of doing a podcast is it's um kind of um yeah, I'm, I'm not sure where I'm going with this um but i I do know I want to have you back for another episode.
1: Oh great!
0: Um, because be I know there's a lot of what you, we've been talking about. That I know there's more than what would just fit on, on, on one episode. So we're definitely definitely going to have you back.
1: Oh great, count me um, in.
0: So um, now usually when I start going off on too many tangents, um, that's usually my 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 cue to um, to, to wind down. So I, I should probably. Um, Follow my own advice and, and, and do that. So, um, I did. Yeah, wanna, yeah, I did. I did want to. I did want to mention a, a few resources uh, for those out there. I, I had mentioned the, the um, crisis text lines earlier. There's also uh, Mental Health America, uh, MHA National uh, There's also NAMI National Alliance on Mental Illness. Uh, there's Madden um, and how would people um, get in contact with you if they have any, any questions or to, to learn more about, about, about the book?
1: Um, so you can learn more about the book by going to my website. Uh, it is wearewritingwisely.com. Um, that's the name mm-hmm. of my business, which is Writing Wisely. And you can also uh, find me on Facebook. My business page is Writing Wisely. And on Instagram, I just started a new account, and uh, I am Anne Feustel, F-E-U-S-T-E-L, author. So Anne Feustel author uh,
0: is where you can find me on Instagram. Okay, cool, cool. Well, thank you so so thank you so much for, for being here today. I, I appreciate it.
1: Oh, thank you. I really had a lot of fun.
0: And um, and thank you, those of you at home or driving to work or home from work or at home or wherever you may be. Um, Stay safe and uh, talk with you next time. Uh, Bye.